Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good evening, this is Dr. McDaniel. It's Saturday, April 27th. I'm getting this one in under the wire, as I stated. It's getting late. Uh, it's been a busy day, beautiful day here in New Jersey. Let's see, yesterday I started uh, the discussion on menopause, changing shifts from abnormal bleeding previously to now new bleeding. So menopause, as I stated, is um, considered within normal limits if the woman is 42 years or older. The average age for menopause is between 52 and 54. I have seen women up through 56 years old. 57 was, I believe, the oldest woman I've seen had as a patient who had um, yet to go through menopause. We did full evaluation and she was still just having normal menstrual cycles um, between 56 and 57. The average age is 52 to 54. As I stated yesterday, most women go through menopause around the same time that their mothers or older sisters did. If someone is under 42 years old, that's considered abnormally young. So premature menopause or what we call premature ovarian failure. And in that case, an evaluation is uh, undergone to determine if there's a pathologic or a medical problem that caused them to go through menopause early. In general, a well-known uh, condition that will cause early menopause is renal failure or kidney disease. So if someone loses function of their kidneys because of the hormonal changes that occur, they can go through menopause earlier than they naturally would have had they not had the kidney disorder. That being said, the most common signs and symptoms of menopause can occur anywhere from a couple of months before menopause, uh, on average between one and two years before someone is considered menopausal. And uh, menopause is considered um, to have taken place if someone has not had a menstrual cycle in 12 months or more, and she either has uh, the gambit of signs and symptoms of menopause and or has undergone a blood hormone evaluation that confirms her hormone function is menopausal. We call someone perimenopausal, that they're circling around menopause, so perimenopausal, if they are having all of the signs and symptoms of menopause and or their hormone levels are consistent with menopause, but they have not yet had more than 12 months of not getting their menstrual cycle or amenorrhea is what we call that. The generally uh, accepted signs and symptoms of menopause are um, several. The most common ones are hot flushes, either during the day or throughout the evening, night sweats, which predominantly occur at night when someone's trying to sleep, but they can occur throughout the day also. In general, most women consider or would describe a hot flush as being uh, normal, no warning, and then suddenly, but surely, 
their face and chest gets hotter, 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 their cheeks get hot, their just upper torso gets hot, not including like the lower abdomen or anything, but just the chest, neck and face gets hot, hot, hot. Oftentimes it will just be the hot, hot, hot heat and then it will go away after a few seconds, but usually it's accompanied with after that flush of heat for no reason, suddenly just beads of sweat coming from the crown down. That's the most common uh, scenario for hot flushes. Most women, if they first start getting hot flushes, will just have the cheeks and face get hot. And then eventually as they kick into their stride, I suppose, uh, it'll start to be the chest and the face gets hot and then it'll come up like a flame where women describe just suddenly the chest gets hot neck gets hot and then it just rises up to their top of their head and then drenched with sweat. I've had patients who have had to keep two to three changes of blouses at work because they drenched their clothes so much they're soaking wet they have to change their blouses several times during the day. Some women will have hot flushes and sweats just a couple of times a week. Usually when they start it'll just be a few times a day or a few times a week and it'll come in batches so they'll have maybe a week two even three weeks where they'll have these hot flushes with or without the sweats and then they'll go away for weeks weeks or months months and they'll come back again so it'll kind of wax and wane could be a couple of times a month could be a couple of weeks but spread out between three four five six months even so it comes just kind of sporadically, intermittently, without an obvious rhyme or reason. So hot flushes and sweats are the most common. They're the kind of the stereotypical symptoms. In addition to that will be any kind of symptoms that are associated with premenstrual symptoms. So uh, moody, irritable, angry, anxious, depressed. Those are the most common. Uh, fatigue, insomnia lightheaded dizzy spells, muscle aches, flu-like symptoms, uh, joint pain. Mood, uh, mood is the most common of them. After that, it's going to be um, appetite change, either increased or decreased appetite, uh, bloating. A lot of women uh, complain of skin dryness and hair dryness along with hair loss change in libido or sex drive is very common and um, a lot of women complain of being foggy headed or um, what they call it like a senior moment where they are forgetful or they just their memory is not up to what it used to be or a lot of short-term memory issues are very common those symptoms in association with intermittent menstrual cycles where the woman stops having regular monthly cycles but has them every several months or goes two three four five months in a row with no cycles and then suddenly has a cycle those are kind of the start stop start stops to the irregular cycle pattern and that's from anovulation so the same changes that occur when girls start their menstrual periods which we call a menarche or the onset of menses are the same kind of symptoms oftentimes when they stop getting their menses with menopause. 
So either lighter, shorter cycles or skipped cycles is very common. One can address the treatment or the alleviation or decreasing those symptoms either with uh, herbal, herbal supplements um, or medications. Herbal supplements or self-treatments uh, can be purchased at any of the local health food stores. So Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, mom and pop natural supplement stores or vitamin stores, um, they all carry the same supplements. The most common ones that will address mood swings, irritability, anxiety, depression, that's going to be the Remifemin, which is a plant herbs, a combination or a compilation of plant herbs. Uh, Estrovin, which is also the same thing, combination of plant herbs. Uh, evening primrose oil is um, often useful for mood swings, irritability, emotional, and for breast tenderness and um, bloating or breast fullness issues. Common one for anxiety, depression also is St. John's wort. And a lot of women for hot flushes and sweats that are just intolerable and uh, create difficulty with activities of daily living, as we like to say, uh, is 100% uh, natural progesterone cream that um, is placed on the pulse point, so either on the wrist, the chest, the abdomen, or the thighs. Uh, in conjunction with um, see progesterone I just I guess I had a senior moment um, that's in conjunction with um, teas or tinctures um, that also help um, uh, balance the emotional issues and the hormone levels so um, I'll think of that in a moment. I don't know how I just faced on that one. But those are the most common ones. Um, let's see. In addition to that would be, um, oh, and then the last one I forgot about was also uh, a lot of women complain of uh, vaginal dryness and um, discomfort or irritation. For that, there are natural lubricants or silicone lubricants. Um, a lot of women will also take um, a little coconut oil and place that if they have discomfort. Some women describe feeling like sandpaper when they walk uh, in sensitive areas, so that will help. Prescriptions that help are the hormone replacement therapies, either pills, um, vaginal inserts, or uh, compound uh, hormone replacements at a compounding pharmacy. So let's see, uh, we've made about 10, a little bit more than 10 minutes now. So I'm trying to keep these to less than 10 minutes. Uh, I will come back tomorrow with uh, more precise and specific information on supplements and on prescriptions the pros and cons of prescriptions and uh, the Women's Health Initiative, which uh, decreased our prescription use for hormone replacements 
and why that is and isn't such a great um, marker. Thank you for watching. This is Dr. McDaniel, GYN Corner, Saturday the 27th. Have a great rest of the evening. Goodbye. for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner, all things health related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.